be funny. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the elves invented uh, IUDs yet. Or... Wouldn't it be funny? I mean, honestly, they have to because they live forever. I mean, you can't just be popping out kids every year. Maybe they're just not that sexual of beings. But they're so sexy. How can they not like get on all the time? <laughs> Hey, you know, I like pointy ears as much as the next guy. (laughs) (laughs) Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. We are on episode 24. The series will take us through episode 26. Uh, this is Lord of the Rings week on Cinefleck. Uh, I hope you guys are ready. It's, uh, I mean, like, I don't know what better trilogy there is to to spend a whole week on. Uh, I'm honored to have my good friend Liam on, so I had a great time ch- chatting with him for this episode uh for this for this movie we drank hot toddies which is a recipe you can find on my instagram and twitter i'll have links to those in the bio so check out hot toddies for this and then uh i won't have a drink recipe for episode two for the two towers because uh we had uh quite a drinking game that liam came up with um which was an adventure and i'll just leave it at that for now uh <laughs> we'll announce that on the next podcast but uh yeah this this whole series was was a ton of fun to record uh thank you guys for all um tending back to me on the jerry gilman episode i'm glad you all enjoyed it that was that was a lot of fun as well uh i have some exciting things in the works for the rest of december as well so uh look f- there's some things to look forward to um Boogie Nights is next week, so if you want to get a head start on watching that, that's on HBO Max right now. Uh, Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. The world is changed, and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. But the Ring of Power has a will of its own. We must turn back! Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. I'm glad you're with me. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Liam. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's a pleasure. It's so fun to have you on, dude. This is, um, I think, okay, so we knew you were coming back for Thanksgiving a few months ago, and for some reason it was either Lord of the Rings Marathon or <laughs> Movie 43. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a choice. What a and choice. Like, and it really was going to be movie 43 for a very long for time. For a very long time. Then we eventually decided <laughs> a full Lord of the Rings marathon. So this is part one of the Lord of the Rings marathon. This is probably going to be the least drunk part of the Lord of the Rings marathon. Yes. Uh, Likely. Ethan and I have quite the plan for uh, the two towers, which I'm sure you guys will be ready for. This was all your idea, so do you want to explain, <laughs> do you want to explain what happened? Um, well, so, we, we just started off this morning with some hot toddies. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy yet. I think, I think we'll, we'll let them know what's, what's happening one, at the beginning of part two. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'll post, I'll post hot toddy recipe, I'll post a hot toddy recipe for this one because, I don't know, it just, like, it seemed, well, so we watched this one in the day, and yes. it seemed... It it, it, it it just seemed it's it's a cold day and there's like honey in it and lemon it just kind of seems elven and yeah you know, it definitely, I don't know. It's it's definitely, it definitely it definitely had a taste that I'm not used to in a movie so exotic as Lord of the Rings I guess yeah. it fits in with the environment yeah but yeah I uh, we I was here when you thought about starting a podcast uh, yeah. I remember when you came up to me so it's exciting to be be on the pod. episode. 20 something at this wow. point. How it's grown. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome. Um okay, Fellowship of the Ring. Actually, okay. So you are a huge like Lord of the Rings fan. When, I like, am a massive Lord of the Rings when fan. When did this when did that like start for you? You know, so I think my like low-key obsession with Lord of the Rings began my freshman year of high school when my friends and I we used to imagine <laughs> what it would be like living in the Shire together. <laughs> and it was always kind of like a, right. a talking point during any of our, um, you know, Obama Chum Gang sessions. That was kind of one of the hot topics was what it would be like to live in the Shire and be hobbits and everything. And that's what really kicked it off. And then... Um, Had you seen the movies, like, at, 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 like, a younger age or... Yeah, I actually went to the Return of the King premiere when oh, I was right. six, when I was six years old. Although I fell asleep during it because it was at midnight and I was six. <laughs> but it was always something that my family had on um, when it, like it always used to be playing on cable TV. So we used to I've I've seen the movies countless times. So yeah, and it's I, one of those movies you can just hop into too. I mean, if you know oh, the yeah. movie, you can totally just hop in and ride the ride the wave. Yeah. Right, yeah. the Peter Jackson <laughs> choo-choo train. Yeah, totally, it. totally. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I was probably, I was definitely in elementary school. I was probably like second grade when like I read the books with my mom every night. Like she'd read me a chapter every night. We like got through the books in I don't know a few months, and then and then it was after we read the books that I started on the movies. And yeah, no, it was just it's. It's crazy when the books are so expansive and just, like, the movies do such a good job of capturing the feeling and the look. I mean, like, and and they just hit at the perfect time where, like, it's not too CGI'd, but it's, there's, like, there's, like, enough CGI that they can capture some of the fantastical stuff, but there's not too much, they're, they're, they're not, like, over... CGIing it, everything—it just feels like a real world. Like the orcs are just 
people with crazy makeup. Yeah, I think the CGI is perfect. They they do it excellent, and it holds up to the, today, you know? It just feels so immersive, and I think that's the one thing that captures me about this movie is just because it's, it's the first... It's the first movie, and you were talking about like how... Like that, that, that opening scene, just like you're immediately in that world. It's such an epic. Intro. Oh yeah. Can we talk about that for yeah, a second? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so like, so how the fellowship of the ring opens up is incredibly beautiful. And it starts with this like 10 minute flashback kind of telling the history of middle earth and the great war the, uh, between Sauron and the elves at the very beginning and man at the beginning. And a lot of movies have these flashbacks that kind of, you know, lay the groundwork for the foundation um, and the history of their movies. And they're always kind of like, they feel very boilerplate. They feel like, oh, we're just kind of putting business first so people understand what's going on and then the story gets set up later. But like Lord of the Rings is like, wow, it just draws you in immediately and you like don't want the flashback to end because it's so epic. And you kind of, I wish there was almost like a movie for the flashback because it's so cool. But totally. um, I, I think no other intro narrative tells a story quite like Lord of the Rings does. It's not just like an information blast, like here's an update. It's like, it, it's, a, it's a story. It's a full battle too. I mean, you, 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 you open with a full battle, which is honestly, it's, it, 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 it it's also such a perfect way to like launch into that world because like right after that you have like an hour in the Shire. And I think if you didn't have that, you'd just be there, you'd be like, okay, this is like a happy co lucky place with no problems. And I think just like having you like ping blasted into that intro is so Yeah. Perfect. Sets the tone of despair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Everything. It sets the tone of despair over like the happy world. And you really spend like an hour in the Shire, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like I read that they originally had um Elijah Wood on the voiceover for that scene, but then they realized like it doesn't really make any like like Frodo really has nothing to do with like the history of the elves and stuff. And then they had, like, Gandalf to it, and then they eventually settled on Caladriel. Tries to, like, emphasize, like, the timelessness of the elves and stuff, but, like, they, they went, like, three voiceovers. But, like, I think, I think, um, Kate Blanchett just has such an epic kind of deep tone in this. She's so, like... Oh, yeah. It's super weird. Otherworldly. But it, like, totally weird. works. Yeah, I think you brought up that she's just the weirdest character. She is by far the strangest creature that like exists in lord of the rings yeah at least in the movies like she's so out there weird but it works so well yeah i think so too she's both like beautiful and scary but like that's okay maybe that's what frodo needs i like it's it's sort of odd i don't like I don't get what she really does after she, she doesn't do much after this point in the in the movies, does she? Well, I mean, she comes back. She like comes back and he's like, she like gives Frodo the light that he uses to escape Shelob's cave in yeah. the third movie. But I guess she's not there, so yeah. Oh, she like provides like wisdom to him through like whispers in his head at various points, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, also one thing I wanted to say before we get too into the movie was that is that Lord of the Rings has the stereotype of being really really nerdy and that 
only nerds like Lord of the Rings, but in fact, it is so the opposite because it is such an amazing way that Peter Jackson tells a story. It's kind of like how non-fantasy people can get into Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, like, mm-hmm. like, there are tons of people who don't like fantasy that love Game of Thrones, and while they're completely different, and the only thing that ties Game of Thrones to Lord of the Rings is the fact that they're set in a fantasy world. And Sean Bean. And Sean Bean. Dying. <laughs> and Sean Bean dying <laughs> in the first installment. <laughs> is um, their ability to bring people in through fantasy and storytelling. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, even if you're a nerd, if you're not a nerd and you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, go watch it. Because it's kind of the best. It's, it's literally the best. I, I, I would go so far as t- to say it's the best trilogy of all time. I, like, I, 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 I've, I've just been noticing recently, though, I mean, like, I think when you watch these things when you're younger, you're so consumed by the plot, but, like, now that I've seen more movies, I'm just noticing how weird Peter Jackson's directing style is. Like he just all he just like weird hand hand <laughs> like the like handheld like like running in on a character some zoom in like you're always like like spinning you're just like the, the he 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 doesn't direct it like a conventional blockbuster at all I mean he he kind of like hadn't hadn't made like a blockbuster up until this point and so yeah he just he he directs it like. He, he would correct like an indie film, but it's like a $200 million film. And it does sort of feel like that. Yeah, it's like someone's grabbing the camera and is like pointing at the floor and then like diagonally like thrusting it over this like ring. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah it's like music. wild. And it's like, we're just looking at a ring here, but it's crazy. Yeah, the stuff he does. And then I think that it, it sort of makes you feel like... I, I, I think it brings you into, like, the magic of the world, sort of, because, like, you feel like you're sort of, like, thrust through this, like, it's, it sort of throws you for turns, like, literally, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it definitely literally does. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's such an odd way to direct, like, a very conventional, like, a, 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 a very established trilogy of books. Right. Anyways, um... One thing I, w- I, w- I was thinking would be fun, I I kind of also want to do like a regular draft of just our favorite things about this movie, but I was thinking to start off, well actually, let's let's start off by like, do you want to just give like a brief plot summary of like what happens in The Fellowship of the Ring? Sure. Just for absolutely. people who haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. So for anyone that needs a refresher on Lord of the Rings, which is totally fair, they're long movies, um, it's a story about... A hobbit named Frodo that has to destroy the Ring of Power. And the Ring of Power was created thousands of years ago by the evil Lord Sauron. And uh, over the years, the thousands of years that had fallen away into history until one of Frodo's ancestors found it. And all of a sudden, this evil has gathered in the land and Frodo is tasked with destroying the ring by the wizard Gandalf. So the Fellowship of the Ring is the story of Frodo escaping these deadly black riders. The ring wraiths. Yeah, the ring wraiths, who are really creepy, but also kinda suck. <laughs> they're really like, bad at fighting. Like I'm sure in the I'm sure in the books, like there there's like 
better explanation of how the hobbits, like these four hobbits defeat these nine wraiths. But yeah, in the movies, they kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's about, the first part is, you know, the characters being introduced and then them going through these crazy horse racing scenes with the ring wraiths. Oh my god. Uh, those, are, f- those are insane. Yeah, which what is, is an insane scene. Yeah. Uh, multiple scenes. And then uh, Frodo gains some companions on his quest. And then they, uh, and eventually the movie ends with Frodo and Sam, and Sam is Frodo's butt buddy, um, deciding that the ring is, has too, uh, bold, too great an influence over the other companions of the Fellowship that they need to break off from them and go their separate ways. Yeah. So, uh, not the best summary of the movie, I have to say. <laughs> no, no, it was brief. But, it was brief. And they, and they get into, they get into a lot of, um, trouble along the way with cave trolls and goblins and orcs. And, and Balrog or two. Boromir trying to take the ring. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking it would be fun to draft the fellowship. <laughs> I was wondering how you feel about this. Drafting the fellowship? Yeah. Oh, like, oh okay. Like, like a, we can Like draft. an NFL draft? Like a pickup game, you know, like you. Oh, okay, like a pickup game. Like, 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 who would be like your number one in the fellowship? Like, Ooh. if you had to like, would be like your. Number you know, one it's it's a tough one because like, it, in the end, you know, even though Frodo's a, a halfling, he seems to make it through. But I, I'm drafting Gandalf with my first overall. I think it's pick. a good call. I think it's a really good call. Yeah, I. How could you not? I mean, he's such the obvious choice. I mean, maybe not for basketball, but in general. No, no, we're... <laughs> that would be a very different draft. <laughs> like, actually drafting. We can do that next. We can just draft the fellowship for basketball. Okay. Um, there's only nine of them, so we're down a player. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you can throw me in there at the end. I think worse than all of them. Um, okay, so your number one is hand off in the fellowship is it just because he's all powerful and wise and beautiful and amazing yeah all of the above he's yeah. Gandalf he's a wizard and he yeah. smokes the best pipe weed <laughs> there's so many references to smoking weed that I didn't pick up on that I was just like are they actually smoking weed and you're like nah they're just smoking like pipe weed which is like tobacco yeah of. they talk it they talk about it in the book so they like they don't explicitly say it is nicotine or marijuana yeah but they do hint that it might be a strain of nicotine yeah and then there are different forms of uh pipe weed or like different strains of pipe weed yeah so and uh saruman references to gandalf when they're talking one-on-one that gandalf's wisdom has been clouded by his smoking of pipe weed I know, and you're like, and you're like, okay, like, okay, you know, okay, dude. To which Gandalf is like, gives him the like stink eye, <laughs> and is like, mind your own business there. Leave me alone, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, who would you take with your with the second? Oh, pick? with the second pick. I mean. See. I'm I'm thinking about this both as like, what would I draft as like if I had to go into battle. But mm-hmm. also, like, what, like, who would I draft just as my favorite? 
Okay. You know, yeah, it's hard to choose. Those are. I definitely slight, took the best ones. So. Slightly different. You took the best one for probably both. Honestly, like Gandalf is probably who you want in battle because he can like summon like supernatural things. Yeah. I would probably take Aragorn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I love his rise over these three movies, and I think just like. Yeah, like, like I'm not attracted to men, but like Pingo Mortensen is just like so beautiful, you know. Like he's just literally so beautiful. You know, he's, he's so he's, incredible in this. He's so handsome as Aragorn. Yeah, he really is. Otherwise, I think he looks kind of ugly. Well, he's got a weird smile, and he doesn't smile. He's kind of got these this. like buggy eyes. Yeah. And and if me Vigo Mortensen, if you're listening to this, it's all love, brother. I don't mean I don't mean to throw shade. But, He's an um, amazing actor. But yeah, I think you look kind of ugly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's Aragorn. You should stick with that look. God damn it. <laughs> Check that one off the list of another person's not coming on the podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, he, he's so great in this, and I just think, like, he's got, like, he, he He's believable in, in, in the final movie, like, as the king, but he's also believable in this movie as, like, the drifter that just sort of, like, like he, he, he's amazing the range he plays in these movies, and um, apparently, like, he did all his own stunts, and, like, the person, like, like the swordsman who he worked with on set... T- Teddy's like the best he's worked with. Like he's really, really good with a sword, and, and and then also they used a real steel sword for him, like not an aluminum one, which is, which are like a lot lighter. They tend to use aluminum swords, with actors. They use like a real actual heavy steel steel sword with him. He's well, like Vigo awesome Mortensen, if we meet in the street, I really hope you haven't listened to this podcast. <laughs> Speaking speak, 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 speak of meeting in the street, though, I also read that that he used to carry his sword around town with him because like, he wanted, wanted to stay in character. Like, police had to, like, pull over and be like, dude, like, you can't carry a sword. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is so awesome. Um, or maybe they just asked him questions about it. I don't know. But they they were like, dude, like, don't, don't. He's like, no, 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 I swear carry. it's not aluminum. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I swear it's a real steel sword. Don't worry. Um, yeah, Aragorn is awesome. I just like he's so captivating on screen. Um, the two, the two like main casting what ifs for both Aragorn and Gandalf are um, Gandalf was obviously like after Sean Connery's passing. This sort of came up in the news again, but Sean Connery was offered. 10% of the gross to come on as Gandalf. And he was like, this is nerdy. So he didn't do it. But, like, he, he would have gotten, like... He would have gotten, like, a hundred... Uh, like, like, hundreds of millions of dollars to, like, sign on to this movie. Yeah, big L for Sean Connery. Big yeah. L for Sean Connery. And then, and then instead decided to star in A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which bombed and... And it... It got such harsh. It got such harsh criticism that he retired from acting entirely. So R.I.P. Hey, when in doubt, be nerdy. Is that the lesson we have here? When in doubt, I'd say when, when in doubt. doubt. When in doubt, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other one I was going to bring up was Daniel Day-Lewis. They were trying to court as Aragorn. Huh. How do you feel about that? Interesting. Well, you know, I think the Lord of the Rings cast is so perfect that I wouldn't change it. It's hard all. to, like, change anything about these um, movies. But it I, is. I think Daniel Day-Lewis could have done a good job. I mean, like, the can I don't know if he would have done a better job, but he would have done a good job. I don't know that he would have done a better job, but, like, I, no, it, I can't, don't think it can't have been a bad performance. Yeah. I think the one that actually probably could have been better, though, again, I don't... I, I, I have nothing bad to say about anyone in the cast, but... Um, David Bowie as Elrond. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been insane? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not, like, too attached to the actor that plays Hugo Weaving, right? Yeah. That plays yeah. Elrond. Yeah, Hugo Weaving's awesome, but, like, David Bowie, like, that would have just been... That would have been pretty crazy. All-time crazy. That would have been pretty crazy. I would have also been down for, um... Uh... Catherine Jack Sparrow. Johnny Depp? I would have been down for Johnny Depp to play, uh, Legolas... Even though Orlando Bloom is an amazing, amazing actor. And Legolas is, like, perfect. But I think that, like, Legolas has this, like... He does these weird, like, quirks throughout all the movie where he, like, raises an eyebrow or, like, does something, like, super weird. And I think that if the Lord... If Peter Jackson had really focused on, like, making Johnny Depp really, like, boyish and chill, I feel like Legolas could have been a little bit more quirky. Yeah, but, but I got nothing against Orlando Bloom. Well, I mean, like, I used to love Legolas as a kid. Like, he was kind of my favorite character. Yeah. You know, because he's all, like, elven, cool, and shoots boots and arrows. And you're like, yeah. oh. Like, as a boy, you're like, that's that's what I want to do. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, as I'm watching this and I'm older, I find him, like, posy and weird sometimes. Yeah. Like, I find him is. a bit annoying. I don't think he's annoying. I just think, like, his character in the movies, like, lacks a lot of, like, depth outside of his, like, competition with Gimli to, like, kill orcs or whatever. Especially in this one. I feel like you get to know him better in the second. Yeah. But, like, in this in this movie, you really don't know him at all. Right. And I think he doesn't that... doesn't do shit in this movie. I think that really. Johnny Depp would have provided, like, given the shortage of lines and screen time, I think that Johnny Depp could have maybe done a better leg list. But we are nitpicking at such things that do not need to be nitpicked at True. at this point that it's like doesn't really matter. True. Who would you draft next in the fellowship? Oh, I mean, I probably would draft Legolas. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's tough though because Gimli is really, really cool. But if I already have Gandalf on my team, like who do I see Gandalf working better with? I think Gandalf and Legolas might have better synergy than Gandalf and Gimli. Yeah, 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 yeah I feel that. I feel that. Um, alright, so, we've got, we've got the main three, well, we got Gandalf, Legolas, and, and Aragorn off the board. I'm gonna have, like, now I have to take Frodo, right? I mean, like, gotta take Frodo. I guess, I mean, uh, Gimli's still up for grabs. I'm not gonna take Gimli. I don't, I, I don't, like, love Gimli. That's fair. I, I like Gimli. Like, I have a lot of respect for Gimli. I love he Gimli. I think he's awesome. Okay, Oh, you want to know something funny about the actor, though? So, so like, all the actors in the Fellowship got matching tattoos. 
Yeah, I heard except about Except for Gimli, <laughs> except for John Rice Davies, which is so funny because it's like, dude, like this is this is like your movie. Like, why would you? Why would you yeah. do this? Like Ian McKellen did it. Like Elijah Wood, they all did it except for except for John Rice Davies. Which would you me. guys get a tattoo? If you were in Lord of the Rings, I'm like I'm like not a tattoo person, but like if I were in this movie and everyone else was getting a tattoo, like I feel yeah, like I, would I feel totally, like it's an easy choice. Uh, you a hundred percent do it. Easy like, choice. A hundred percent. I mean, this is like iconic. Yeah. 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 So. Um, and they got it before it even was released. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They so did. they knew. <laughs> did you, you know? You know. This reminds me of too. It reminds me of how um, the Suicide Squad cast got matching tattoos. No way. <laughs> so, then like, so then you have to like remember that, you, ex- except for Will oh. Smith, like, which well, was probably a good call on his part. Will but, Smith, you and Viggo Mortensen share, or not Viggo Mortensen, John Rice Davies. Yes. <laughs> you guys share a special bond, which I think is so funny because like. Oh, that was actually, like, a bullet dodged, and this one was, like, a huge fuck-up, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, good on him for not getting a suicide Will Smith should get a Lord of the Rings tattoo. That would make him a lot cooler. It would be. Yeah. Will Smith for Gimli? Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible. Nobody tosses a dwarf. Um, yeah, so I would probably take Frodo. I mean, Frodo... You know, actually, okay... Can I change that? Yeah, I mean, I haven't picked yet, so... I'm gonna take Sam. Okay. I just love Sam. Yeah. I'm not... See, I think your team is stronger, like, in battle. Like, I think if our teams were battling, I think your team would... Well, I only have two people so far. I mean, I know, Gandalf so, and but Legolas, like, but those are Gan- pretty Gandalf and Legolas and, like, a- Aragorn and Sam, like, aren't gonna beat Gandalf and Legolas <laughs> in a fight. This is true. But... Anyone with Gandalf is gonna win. True. But Sam is the best wingman, <laughs> and like he's so great, and um, he just gets better over the series. I just I love I just love Sam so much. Their bromance is beautiful. Their bromance is like the most beautiful bromance. Yeah. Um. What would be your next pick? Oh, uh, Frodo. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, take Frodo. I'm I'm taking Frodo over Gimli, for two reasons. One. Okay. Uh, Gimli is, like, easily deceived. Like, I feel like he's got, like, a bad, uh, mental, like, fortitude. And just, like, Aragorn and Sam could just, like, run circles around him. You know? Um, and then, second, uh, Frodo's just the shit. Frodo's great. Frodo's the shit. Frodo is... Frodo's the shit. Frodo, Frodo makes the whole thing happen. There's a reason why nobody else could destroy the ring. And it's because Frodo's the shit. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, Even though he can't dunk at all. No, he definitely couldn't dunk. This Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So so far, I've got Sam and... Your, your team would still win basketball. Especially, like, I feel like Legolas would be good at basketball. No, Legolas would... Yeah. Yeah, he would, like, dunk all over the place. Gandalf yeah. would, like, will the ball. He's, like... He, I feel like he's more like Steph, you know? He's got the three-pointers. <laughs> I feel like he would just, like, bang three-pointers. Yeah. Um, I would take next Gimli, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take Gimli. I take Gimli over the other hobbits. I was talking to you in the in the in the movie. I mean, they may explain it more in the book, but I don't get how Merry and Pippin ended up in the Fellowship. Like it seems so odd. Like I get they 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 like have these all like these these like lords 
of of like the realms of Middle Earth, and then these two and, and, and these two guys are like popping out from behind the corners, like oh come too. I mean, like they could have just gotten an extra elf or something. I don't like. I don't get why they had to have like two more hobbits. Like I, 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 I mean, it actually, it, 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 it totally makes sense why they'd have Frodo. Right. And it makes sense why they'd let him bring his friend, maybe. But then, like, why would he get to bring three friends when no one else got to bring any friends? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't seem fair. Yeah, you know that's a great question. I don't know why Peter Jackson made that choice. Um, well, I think been, you know they they already made it. They'd already made it so far. You know, why not keep the four hobbits together? True. But in the books, um, it's it's actually rather different. And it's actually very different. So what happens in the books is that when Bilbo leaves the Shire um, after his birthday party to go to Rivendell to go live out his endless end of days or whatever, um, Frodo actually lives in the Shire for like nine years. Where in the movie, he leaves the second Gandalf is like, yo, you need to leave. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, so much time. And they actually form like a whole conspiracy about it. And what uh, Frodo has a cover up. He buys a house in another town in the realm of the Shire. Yeah. And Merry and Pippin help him move there. And this whole house is a cover up because Frodo realizes he needs to leave the Shire with the ring, same as the movies. But Sam, who's been in on it since the beginning, um, tells Merry and Pippin everything. That goes down. So when they reach this house, the three friends come to Frodo and say, hey, you're not leaving alone. We're all going with you. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense in the movies when they're just meet randomly in like a carrot field. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just like, it's like, oh, this farmer's going to get us. And then they have to. Yeah. And then they all kind of just like go together. So they're actually like in on it for like years in the books. It makes sense. It makes more sense that way, but I also understand why. I mean, this movie is already three hours, and apparently the first cut was four hours and thirty minutes. Oh yeah, I think I think like, what they did for the movie works perfectly, and I have no complaints about it whatsoever. Yeah, for but, sure. But but it does like explain why Mary and Pippin were along. It explains a little more why they would have been there. Yeah, right. no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, it seems like everything in the movie was all everything in the movie seemed a little like like a little less thought out than. Not 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 like the execution of what they did in the movie, but like the 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 like the characters were doing. It just they. I mean, I mean, this movie probably takes place all in all over a few weeks. Would kind of be my guess. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know though. But anyways, um, let's just quickly finish out the draft. So if I get Gimli, who do you take next? Mary Ooh. or Pippin or Boromir? Ooh. You know, I'm taking Mary. I think Mary is, besides Frodo, the smartest of the hobbits. And uh, Boromir Probably. has got, like, wavering loyalties, you know? What if he starts dunking for the other team? That's true. That's a good point. You know what good I mean? I, I value loyalty above all else with this. And Mary is incredibly smart and thoughtful. And Pippin's a dumbass, so... Pippin's a dumbass. I'm... A lovable dumbass. Yeah, a lovable dumbass. I, oh, I mean, this is hard because I. Just, just keep it interesting. I think I'm gonna take. Coromir at number eight. Okay. Above Pippin. He fell in the draft. I'm not that surprised. I mean, like he's only in one movie, and and he like kind of breaks up the fellowship. 
Like, he's like the Yoko Ono of <laughs> Like, oh, Yoko Boromir? <laughs> Boromir Ono? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he, he kind of sucks, but, like, I mean, I think... Like, like, the thing I was noticing in this watch is just, like, he has flashes of just, like, a leader in him that are, like, unbelievable. And really, he has, like like, a minute where he's a total bitch and tries to take the ring. And then in the rest of the movie, like, he's a really good guy, including, like, de- defending, like, an army of orcs against, like, two hobbits. Like, he does a lot of really cool stuff in the movie, and he has one horrible moment. But I, I see a lot in him that, like, you know, I, I wish he stuck around more, which, I mean... I, I, I mean, I think it's important that he dies in this, but, yeah, like, I wish we got more time with Boromir. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Boromir's time was perfectly executed. That's fair. I think, I think he needed to die, because he's an example of how the ring corrupts absolutely. And totally. if every single one of the Fellowship members were incorruptible, then it wouldn't be as believable of a story. Yeah, you, you got, yeah, I think it makes you more scared for Frodo. Kind of like you see that someone else... Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, they're like, here are the best people in the world, and one of them fell by the end of the first movie. Like, yeah. You can't trust anybody in the, like, that isn't great in the real world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, his death is really important. I just, I just, like, I like spending time with him, but I do, I do think, I do think his death is really important, and I think, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, that leaves you with Pippin, so... I mean, with, who shares a name with Scotty Pippen? That's true. If that makes him any true. Absolute liability on the court. I would never pass to them. <laughs> well, I mean, it is five on four though. It is five on four. So that's that's uh that's. Nice. I got I got more picks and Gandalf, which is just <laughs> not Legolas. fair. Which is just not fair. I mean, if we were drafting for basketball, I definitely should have take, taken Legolas. You can take Elrond as a... Okay, I'll just throw Elrond on the team. Yeah. You know, would you... Okay. Or Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about Eowyn or Elrond. What, who, who would you rather have in the basketball court? Um, probably Eowyn. Yeah. She's, like, younger, and, like, she outruns, like, nine riders, and Elrond just, like, reads old Yeah, but she's, she's riding her horse. She's not, like, running... Yeah, but you still have to be really athletic to ride a horse for, like, three days straight or whatever. That's a good point. Yeah, she's going for, like, days, right? Is yeah. that horse okay? Probably. I hope so. <laughs> um, okay. Like, should we just go through scenes? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where to start with this movie. I just, um... It's such an epic undertaking. It is an epic undertaking to try to, like... Like... Feel like we like conquered this movie, right? I think. I, I mean, I honestly think. I think the best. I think the best place to go from here is just to like draft scenes. That way, we can talk about moments and characters and. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the best way to go. Like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. sure. How do you feel? How, how do sure. you feel? No, that sounds good to me. Cool. Um, what's your favorite scene in this movie? Ooh, that is a tough one. So, my favorite scene in this movie is once Gandalf and the Balrog face off in the Mines of Moria, and the Fellowship is out right outside the mine, and they're just, like, completely 
disheartened and destroyed and all of their motivation is gone because literally their most valuable member has just like selflessly sacrificed themselves and they're just like breaking down and I felt myself like start to tear up and this was during like the first movie this yeah. isn't even like the third movie where we've like known them for so long it's like the first movie I ugly and... cried at poor Amir's death for the record so yeah I, yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought, I it was just a beautiful scene with like beautiful music, and I I don't know. It, it was such a small moment, but I think it was my favorite part of the fellowship, because it's that's really when it sunk in like how ridiculous their task was. It's like, true. They haven't even made it halfway, and their best member has died. I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think, for me, like, the thing that, like, that scene doesn't get me that much because I know he's coming back. Right. So, I think, like, it probably gets you a lot more the first time you see it when you don't know that Gandalf is going to show up again and be, like, totally awesome. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a... It's not a scene that everyone would say is their favorite, which is fine. No, but I mean, I, I appreciate that. You're talking about your favorites. Yeah, I just, I think, I think the scene doesn't hit me that hard just because you know he's coming back. Is yeah. all I'm saying. But it's really well done. And obviously the you shall not pass is probably the most iconic one right. in this movie. Right. Probably, right? Probably. Yeah. There's are squirrels on the roof. Oh my God. We just talked about you shall not pass when we heard squirrels on the roof. <laughs> It's the it's it's the what's it called? It's you the shall not pass. It's the squirrels. For us. <laughs> um, yeah. I what what would be like my favorite moment of this? Okay, I was blown away this time through by the Aowen writing scene. Mm. I mean, literally, it's just it's just like a horse chase, and it's so epic. And I mean, and and, and I was talking earlier about just like. Peter Jackson's directing style and how it's so weird and off the wall like that that shit is crazy I mean he, he, he's like he's like on a helicopter he's like at ground level he's at a, he's in a close up he's he's behind a tree like he's just he's just everywhere with the camera on in that scene but it's so epic with like the ring rates closing in and and, and, and you sense her fear and, and, and then I think also that moment with like her and Aragorn right before where you start to pick up that they have chemistry and a history and whatever and he's like please you don't have to do this and she's like no no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna like get him there and get him the medicine he needs I mean god it's just so crazy epic that that scene it is and he's like I'm gonna go and she's like I'm the better writer yeah and you're yeah. like oh <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, no, I just... That, that that scene really blew me away this time. It was a beautiful scene. It's gorgeous. It was a beautiful scene. And just... New Zealand in general just wins. It's yeah. just a huge win. I, I was telling you earlier that I read that for a while, apparently they don't have it anymore, but for a while they had a minister of Lord of the Rings. Which is the best government position anyone could ever ha- hope for. I, I seriously think I, I, I think that is probably true. 
Like, I, I, I can't... I'd rather be the Minister of Lord of the Rings than, like, the, pre- the, the president. Honestly. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding <laughs> me? That's way more fun. Oh, my God. To get paid to just love Lord of the Rings for New Zealand's benefit? Yeah. That's, no, basically, that's, that's basically what it was. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. But, I mean, obviously, like, this movie would not be the same if it was shot anywhere else. And... I mean, it's just, it's an exotic enough landscape that you just don't see it right. in other things. Um, but, I mean, like, quite like a beautiful range of nature you get in these movies, from, from, like, the Shire to these, like, jagged mountains to, like, I mean, I'm assuming, like, Mordor doesn't exist in New Zealand, but, you know, like, <laughs> like I mean, you, you get these, you, you, you get these Pirate scenes, like you get a lot of, a, a lot of geography in, in 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 this series, which is impressive. Absolutely. If uh, if Mordor does exist in New Zealand, um, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, we should probably avoid it. We should probably avoid it on yeah. our backpacking trip. Yeah, which <laughs> is now happening. Apparently. Oh yeah, apparently Ethan and I are gonna backpack. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um. What would be, like, your next favorite scene in this movie? Or moment, or anything. You know, the scene um, when Bilbo and Gandalf are talking in the Shire. So so Bilbo has just d- made a disappearing act at his birthday. Hmm. And Gandalf and Bilbo are talking about leaving the ring for Frodo. And, like, Bilbo's going through this internal turmoil of leaving the ring for Frodo. Right. Which, is, which, like, parting with the ring, which, you know, influences you, um, is something that no one else has ever been capable of in the history of Lord of the Rings. And the fact that Bilbo is able to, like, leave it behind and that Ian Holm does such a great job of, like, almost having two personalities in this is just... It's just a beautiful scene. And, like, Gandalf does his whole, like... Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> I, I am not trying to I love you. I am not trying to. <laughs> so, I love that. It's moment. awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah, no, that scene's so great. And then also just like, I had a lot more respect for Ian Holm. Um, also RIP to Ian Holm. He passed away this year. But like, his performance is, is really good. Bilbo, like you, you can sense that he was once and still is kind of a great guy, but, you know, but the ring sort of made him a weird kind of hermit. Like, like he, he does a good job sort of portraying that. Like, he's warm, but then he's sort of, like, hot and cold sometimes. I, I just think, like, he does a really good job in that. Yeah, and in the books, Bilbo is actually described as kind of an odd fellow, even before he gets the ring. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, like, at his birthday party, he's, like, telling stories to kids and, and whatever. He's odd, but, but he's likable. I mean, he's, he, he's a likable He's, person. like, a likable, weird old guy. Yeah. He's 111. Yeah, he's really old. <laughs> Hobbits have such a crazy amount of hair on their feet. Yeah. Like, it's actually insane. Like, if you look at their feet, they look like beards. But on their feet. Like, you could have different styles on those bad boys. Yeah, you could braid them for sure. Yeah. They, 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 they spend, like, 
two hours every morning in hair and makeup to, to, to get the feet on. Like, they, 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 they like, had to do that every morning because they're walking around in those feet. Like, the, those feet are their shoes. Yeah. Which is crazy. I'm so happy that I wear regular shoes. I'm and happy. Not, and not fake feet. <laughs> I'm happy about that, too. That, that, oh, that would be pretty funny if you just, like, walked around in fake, larger, hairier feet all day. We should do that when we backpack around New Zealand. Oh, my God, yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> just, like, hobbit shoe feet? Yes. Like, someone has to make that, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll get, we'll get our two hours in hair and makeup before the beginning of each day, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, that would be epic. That's definitely the way to do it. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about the birthday scene. Yeah, just like the birthday scene's great. But, um, yeah, and then, and then, and, and then just a sense of, like, how far these characters are going and have gone. And, and the, 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 this whole movie, it's a lot of exposition, but it does a good job of sort of like portraying the evil creeping in, which is sort of happening. And, 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 and like I said, with the intro, the intro sort of sets the tone of the franchise before you get to this like happy Shire. Um, but like, I think this movie does a good job of like evil coming in. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, these books were written during World War Two, and I think just like that history makes it all the more epic too. Just like the fact that you know, like he he's in England, and the Nazis are coming, and it's up to one man to like save the world from evil. I mean, I mean, there's so much that that generation lives through. It's, yeah. it's so epic to me. And I feel like everybody from that generation has a story. Yeah. And I feel like story and storytelling is so central to Lord of the Rings. Like, of all the movies out there, all the trilogies out there, none of them tell a story better than Lord of the Rings. And that's, that's why, and that's why Lord of the Rings is so, so good. It's because that story that is told is unlike any other, and it is also really well done. It's so well done. And you can... Pick in other movies, you know, that every movie has, like, these motifs and these symbols and these themes. And you can argue that Lord of the Rings has some of that. But at its core, it is, like, a picture. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not a Shakespearean novel. It is a epic, like, adventure. It's, and, it's truly, yeah. And it doesn't need all that other stuff. And it's, like, perfect the way it is. Yeah, yeah, truly, truly. And, and and then going back to what you're saying about like fantasy and all that, I think part of what 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 makes the story so universal and incredible is just like it it has that history of wartime that's sort of grounded in reality. I mean, I mean I I, I, I mean the Shire looks like a rural English town kind of, but I mean with round doors and people living in hills but i mean it looks like a rural english english town you can imagine the it i i guess what i'm trying to say is it's a is a it's a fantasy movie but it's grounded the 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 feelings and the emotions and the motivations are 
grounded in something really, really real. And I think just that's, it's, it's really well executed and written, and it's a beautiful story. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that at the heart of it, it's that good people will triumph over all things bad, even though they seem so overpowering. And that's something that all of us can resonate with. Totally. Totally. So, so you know who was the only person in the cast to know Tolkien, right? Did you, do you know it, who Yes, I actually do know this. Yeah. And it's the actor that played Saruman. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee's like... Only guy, Lee. only actor to be in Lord of the Rings and also be the singer of a metal band. Christopher Lee? Yeah. No. Yeah. He must have been, like, really old when metal was happening. He must have been, like, in his 60s. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. Tolkien actually promised Christopher Lee the role of Gandalf. Um, and I think all of us can agree that we're happy that we didn't see that, because Ian McClellan's such an amazing Gandalf. Yeah. And we're happy to see that, that uh, Christopher Lee was still included and had such a great role. He was a great ceremony. Yeah, he's a great Saruman. Or not Saruman. Saruman. Yeah, Saruman. Yeah. I always get Saruman and Sauron. So it, it's confusing. It's just the same thing with an extra syllable. It's like really confusing. Yeah. Um, he should have added more distinction in the names there, but who, how, who am I to criticize? Who could have seen their alliance coming? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I was telling you in this movie, I, I mean, like you show up when, like the first time Gandalf shows up at his tower, it's not as if the tower looks like a beautiful, happy tower. Like, 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 the gardens look great, but, like, it's just an evil, evil tower in the middle of beautiful gardens, and you're like, okay, is this guy, is this guy good? Like, do, do we... Like, like you can see from a mile away that this guy's not gonna be good. Right. I think the second that Gandalf shows up, he realizes it, too. But I don't think they do a... Like, I don't think they do a good job at... You, 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 you can't picture what Isengard could have been like prior to prior to just descending into chaos, I don't think they do do a good job at that. Because, like, the tower just looks evil, is all Mm -hmm. I'm saying. The tower, the tower looks scary. Yeah. But, like, but, like, Saruman is, like, kind of a scary dude. I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem like, he's not like Gandalf where he goes out into the world and, like, has, like, tons of friends and followers and, like, fireworks, you know, he is just this, like, wise old wizard in a tower somewhere that like doesn't interact the world he just observes also like it's crazy to me that gandalf is like an all-powerful person but then just hangs out with little people all the time yeah it's great it's great it is great but like it is quite odd don't you think i think that's just like his thing well his like purpose is to like guard the people of middle earth from evil and i think that the good in Middle-earth are those small people and those, like, small things. And I think that's what, yeah. like, Tolkien is trying to get at. He's trying to say, like, the good in this world isn't always in the leaders. It's in just the regular folk doing random acts of kindness and having fun birthday parties. That's really sweet. I like that a lot. And I think Gandalf represents that. And then when push comes to shove, he's pretty good with a sword, too. He's pretty good with a sword. And a staff. And a staff. Um, yeah. So, we haven't talked yet about, like, the elves that much. But the elves play a major part in this movie. The elves! The elves! <laughs> they, they play... 
Like the like this is the movie where you really get to see all their homes. I mean they play a major part in the second movie, obviously, when they come in and save Helm's Deep. But like they really play a big like like you spend like half the time at their houses. And their houses are beautiful. Yeah. I think elves are what vegans wish they were. <laughs> so let me explain. <laughs> what? So I think like okay. vegans no knock on vegans, you know what I mean? I feel like they look at themselves as the people that's gonna like save the earth through their like healthy lifestyles and like they're going to you know, reduce carbon emissions by not eating animals and save animal lives. Mm-hmm. So I feel like elves are kind of like the vegans of Middle Earth, but they're like the one, they're like the vegans that like haven't succeeded. Like they failed at their veganism and like saving the earth and earth is just remaining omnivorous. But but why are you saying that the elves failed? Like how did the elves fail? Because Elrond says it. He says they failed. So like at the beginning of the movie, Right? The elves and the men go to fight the forces of Sauron, and they win, but they don't destroy the ring. And I feel like it could be looked at um, like vegans trying to convince uh, carnivorous men to, like, eat vegan. This is a take that's never it, been had It's before. kind of a stretch, I'll give um, you that. But, but it's, it's, so, it's something I think could possibly, you know, work. Like by a stretch of the imagination, <laughs> could possibly work or like what Tolkien pictured. Mm. You know, Tolkien really did like forests and stuff. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, there is a lot of like environmentalism in this. There is, which is pretty cool. I, I, I mean, yeah, like Gryffindel. We were talking about how it's odd. I mean, I mean, so what's the Lothlorien? Right? Is that the other plate? place, Lothlorien? I think so. Isn't the tree? I think. So anyways, there, there's like the tree elves and the Rivendell elves. Mm-hmm. But like Rivendell, we're talking about, it just seems like a large house. It seems like an estate. Yeah. So, it kind of looks like a ranch. Yeah. Apparently, apparently there's like a whole race of elves from Rivendell and you can actually tell where they're from because like the tree, the, the, the tree elves have like a lighter blue eye. And, and the Rivendell elves have darker blue eyes. Oh, I did not know that. It's like different races. But then it's sort of odd that you'd have a race from a house, not like a town. I, 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 I guess there have to be like surrounding areas and surrounding other large houses. Yeah, I just like the way they portray the movie is absolutely beautiful, but it's like three structures. Yeah. It's but, like there's no way this is a city. But it's so beautiful and it was so smart to do it in that... Um, What's that French style called? It's it's um, Art Nouveau. Ah, okay. I, I I thought it was Nouveau something, but like Art Nouveau was like a style that came about in in like Paris in like the turn of the century, and it's basically it's basically like they they they, they wanted to incorporate more naturalism into like the sort of structured cityscape, and so if 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 you see a lot of like the metro signs that are sort of swirly like that, it's like that same style. Or like there's, there's there's buildings in Paris that you can really see it on, but it it's a it's a Parisian it's a Parisian movement. Kind of like I'm going with this is like it's a style that's grounded 
in, 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 in our world, which is sort of interesting that they chose to use it, but not a style that you see often, such that, like, you see it and it seems sort of familiar, but it seems still kind of crazy and beautiful. Yeah. Really, it was really interesting that they chose to use that as what I'm saying. Yeah, I would, I would rock that in my house. Totally. I'd totally have an elven-looking household. It'd be kind of weird, but not, like, too weird. I think people would be happy to come over. I would and be, not disturbing. No, no, it wouldn't be disturbing. It would be disturbing to have, like, a hobbit house. It would be kind of weird. <laughs> I kind of want it, but it'd be kind of weird. Be, like, it would be easier to have, like, an elven house than, like, a hobbit house. Yeah. Even though, like, being in the Shire would be nicer than being in Rivendell. We talked about this during the movie. Yeah. Kind of where you want to be. But, like I said, I feel like Rivendell is poor introverts. Like, everyone's just reading and hanging out and the nature is beautiful and like and and and, 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 and like the Shire is for extroverts like it's a it's a place where you can hang out and have a beer every night and everyone seems happy yeah I feel like the Shire is like the epitome of what like the suburbs wish they were like mm-hmm. they're safe mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. supposed to be like beautiful there's households there's children running around there's also like the, the local inn and these beautiful rivers and valleys and trees. And it's kind of like, you know, the days are long, you know, time moves slowly there. And people care about, like, their families and stuff. And then Rivendell is just, like, almost like a university without the frat parties. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. it's like the library part of it, but it's, like, mm-hmm. very beautiful. And I'm sure the elves, you know... Have go get get jiggy with it every once in a while, but but not that often because I mean like. Perf control is never discussed, and it's true. They, birth they, control they is never discussed. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be funny? I don't, if it was? I, don't, I don't know if the elves invented uh, IUDs yet. Or... Wouldn't it be funny? I mean, honestly, they have to because they live forever. I mean, you can't just be popping out kids every year. Maybe they're just not that sexual of beings. That seems the most likely. But they're so sexy. How can they not like get on all the time? <laughs> hey, you know, I like pointy ears as much as the next guy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. This is really falling off a cliff. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's so dead. Um... Any other scenes you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I think uh, the Fellowship of the Ring isn't so much about uh, momentous scenes and like scenes that are really iconic, but it's more the movie itself sets perfectly sets up the next two movies, which do have iconic scenes and battles and lines, and yeah. it w- that wouldn't have been possible without a a perfect fellowship yeah yeah i agree with that but i think i think fellowship is like widely considered to be the weakest of the three movies but that being said just because it's the weakest of the three doesn't mean it's incredibly strong like overall like you mean it's incredibly weak no that is incredibly strong okay like it is a great movie but compared to the other three lord of the rings i think most people probably have it ranked as their least favorite it's it it, it's kind of odd but on 
On IMDb, the two towers is the lowest ranked. Really? Because I feel like most people's favorite is the two towers. I I feel like I I, I, I I feel like my hot take is that my favorite is the two towers. But I I honestly it's probably Return of the King, but I like to say it's 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 like I like to say my favorite member of the Beatles is George Harrison, but it's probably John Lennon, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, well, I like I like I, the idea of liking George Harrison, but like John Lennon just like there's so much there that like you can't really refute excellence like that. I guess. I don't know. I think John Lennon was like a terrible human being and like Yeah, that's also know, true. You know, he like beat his wife and kids. Yeah, that's also that's and also like all he true. has an album about peace and love and he was exactly the opposite of that. That's all. That's also all true. Um, I do agree with you that the idea of George Harrison being my favorite Beatle is what's up. Because George Harrison's just like a hippie, and he has, you know, that great solo album with like My Sweet Lord on it. But I would say Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle. Paul McCartney really like, like kept, okay. Oh, is Paul McCartney Return of the King? Okay, so so I would say that Paul McCartney is Gandalf. Paul McCartney is the most like solidly awesome person in the fellowship and like carries the group forward. I would say like John Lennon is probably Like would John Lennon be like Legolas? Kind of. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I thought we were talking about it more as in like movies. Oh, speaking of this though, the Beatles tried to make Lord of the Rings in the seventies. Have you heard about this? Oh no, I did not. They wow, tried to make circle. Lord. Of, they they tried to make Lord of the Rings in the seventies, and they were gonna cast themselves like as the Jeez. characters. Like John Lennon wanted to play Gollum. I, think. I really <laughs> wish like whole, that they had made this. It would have been so painful. Yeah, but it would have been awesome. No, I just like, like, what if that happened, and and then and 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 then the Tolkien estate was like, oh yeah, we're never producing movies again. That was a horrible idea. Well, you know, they made uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings uh, cartoons in like the late sixties, which are really not great. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. I've I've seen the Hobbit one. They're awful. Yeah, they're not even good cartoons. So like, yeah. I think Tolkien would have been okay with it. To the Beatles, Lord of the Rings. In the mid-1960s, the Beatles wanted to star in a Lord of the Rings film directed by Stanley Kubrick. Oh my god. Featuring original songs. That would have been pretty crazy if the Beatles had like written the music. Honestly, like the Beatles, Lord of the Rings album would be pretty epic. It would be. But it could be kind of hokey. Like, I don't like their Yellow Submarine album. It's just... I, it's, it's one of their weakest albums, so it could have been, like, that, but, like, worse. I mean, I like the I like the Yellow Submarine album. It's not my favorite of theirs, but... I mean, Hey Bulldog is on it, but, like, I don't like anything else on it, really. What, yeah. Like, what's good on that what one? Was it Octopus Garden on that one? That's on... That's on Abbey Road. Oh. Um... Well, Yellow Submarine's on Yellow Submarine. But Yellow Submarine was first on Revolver. Wow. Uh, my Beatles, uh, Knowledge... Is less than yours. Paul McCartney would play Frodo. Ringo would play Sam. George Harrison would play Gandalf. I, 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 
I, they I got that I, right. I feel like that could have worked. Like, of they all these right. things, that could have worked. And John Lennon would appear as the unfortunate golem. <laughs> that would have been so cringy. That would have been really cringy. I actually could have seen Paul McCartney as Frodo. Yeah. He's got sort of like a wide-eyed thing going, but... Um, yeah, that would have been like a really, really odd experience. So, yeah, that's that's all. One, unfortunately, we will never see, but I wish I could. Yeah, that's one of like the weirdest almost happened movies. Yeah. But uh, and then and 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 then obviously Amazon is coming out with their whole Lord of the Rings thing super soon. You know. About Which that, actually right? I'm excited for. I'm very excited for that. Um, it's gonna be lit. I I am so excited for that. Amazon's doing a bunch of weird fantasy stuff. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so, all of the cast took up surfing tar- during their time in New Zealand. And P- Pigo Mortensen took the day off to surf one time. And then he crashed somehow or, like, fell off and bruised his face. And um, the, the makeup artists were trying to cover it up and stuff. But, like, eventually... They realized there was no good way to cover it up, and so in the Minds of Moria scene, where, where, they they are in like the tomb, um, you 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 only see him from one side of his face like the whole scene because the other side was bruised. So like they just shot it such that you would only see one side of his face. Vigo Mortensen, you definitely have a good side. Definitely, for sure, a hundred percent. Any any um any like final thoughts on the fellowship of the ring? Um you know, I don't I don't have any final any groundbreaking final thoughts. Yeah. Um it is pretty crazy that the first movie is called The Fellowship of the Ring and at the end of the movie the fellowship is disbanded. And it's pretty wild. Frodo and Sam go their separate ways with Legolas, Gimli and Aragorn going to go save Merry and Pippin. So the fellowship was kind of doomed. Yeah. Um, which is pretty crazy, Tolkien. Damn. It's pretty crazy to just like drop that in the first third of your big story. Yeah. Uh, yeah and Gandalf is dead, as we as we know, you know, from the movies at least. It seems like Gandalf is dead. Yeah. Just horrible. I I'm excited to rewatch uh, Two Towers. Yeah, that's, and, that's coming uh, up next. See see the Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and it's gotten dark enough we can turn on the projector. It's going to be, like, huge. I'm going to crank up yeah, the Yeah, so, so Ethan and I are, are in this uh, back studio, and we watch Lord of the Rings on TV, Lord of the Rings 1. But we're going to watch the second one on the two towers, and we have a special drinking game that we'll be playing during it, which we will explain at the beginning of next episode. I'm very afraid. Um, uh, yes. Our two towers episode might be a disaster. <laughs> As you're hearing it here first. <laughs> Our two towers episode might be a disaster. There might be two two towers episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, like it's it's a lot of exposition. It's probably the weakest of the three, but that's kind of what I thought going into it. And then there 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 was still so much that I loved about it that just like caught me up in the whole story. Yeah. I mean, it's just still so epic. Um, and if you're one of those people that have refused to watch Lord of the Rings because you think it's nerdy or because everyone's seen it or whatever your reason is, just know that we would love for you to watch Lord of the Rings. And we're not here to give you any hate. 
We're not be we're not gonna be uh, you know that one dude at the bar that's like what. What? You haven't seen Lord of the Rings? Like, oh my god, go home and watch it right now. I did no. that with Paige way too much when we first started dating. It's like such an asshole. See, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to encourage you to watch Lord of the Rings because you do because because it's so beautiful, and we just want you to share in our our shared experience. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. Please watch it. It's amazing. It's totally worth your time. And then I think of, out of like all the long movies, like these feel the shortest out of the long movies. Oh, that, absolutely. That, that I've that I've seen. They just don't like. I'm totally there for it. I want them to be longer. And if you like Star Wars and you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, boo. You don't know what you're missing. True. Very true. Yeah, and and then and and and, and then just sort of a, a final thought for me. Um, we didn't talk much about the score. The score is just gorgeous. And um, the Fellowship is the only time you hear the full score because it's the only time... It's it's it's, it's, it's the only time you hear the full Fellowship theme because it's the only time the Fellowship is, is actually all together um, running through the minds of Moria. Mm. So that's the only time in in the whole series that you... F- that the, that you hear the full theme, which is kind of crazy. Shout out the Hobbit Misty Mountain song, though. We won't be mm-hmm. watching the Hobbit for this trilogy, but you're welcome to come back and do the. I, I, but, I don't uh, think that's gonna be as fun. The the score for Lord of the Rings is amazing. It's gorgeous. The uh, the Misty Mountain song in the in the first Hobbit movie is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. Um, I usually have my guests wrap up the podcast by saying a quote that they love in character. Since you're doing three, do you want to do one from this movie? I'm sure you have one from this movie that you love. Ugh. Or it can be anything else, but I figure, like, you could do one from each movie, probably. What's the line that, uh, that Gandalf says? I'll look it up so you can... Okay, so, there are a couple really great lines in this movie, like... Sean Bean's meme line, you know, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Um, or Gimli is like, on my axe. Nobody but, tosses a dwarf. Yeah, nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> um, but uh, instead of going with a funny line, I think the best line in this movie, and perhaps the first book in general, is uh, Gandalf. And he goes, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Beautiful. Beautiful, Liam. No, 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 no. The flute gets me every time. I look forward to I look forward to two towers. It's gonna be it's gonna be. To the two towers. To the two towers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.